You're listening to the Enclave Community Church Podcast. For more information about Enclave, follow the links in the description. Now, if this is your first time here at uh, Enclave, I think most, most people have been here for a while, but if this is your first time, you've come on a very unique, uh, special uh, Sunday because for seven years now, we have taken the Sunday that comes right after Christmas and devoted it entirely to prayer. So we're sort of getting uh, getting our cue for that uh, from Acts chapter 1. If you look at Acts chapter 1, there you have the disciples of Jesus on the threshold of a whole new era, the church of Jesus Christ. Just a few of them in this upper room in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, right? They, They have seen the ascension of Jesus They saw Jesus go up to the right hand of God the Father. They have heard the promise of his return. The angels have told the disciples about the promise of his return. They have been commissioned by Jesus, right? They've been told that he, here's your mission, to make disciples of all the nations. Imagine hearing that when you're in Jerusalem, right? You're, you know, there's just a few of you. You're going to make disciples of all the nations. You're going to be my witnesses to the very ends of the world. And then they've also been told, wait in Jerusalem until power comes from on high. And if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense. You've just been given this impossible mission, right? So we're going to need supernatural power to accomplish that. Now, all of that happens and kind of leads into verse 14 that reads this way. There it says, all these, so we're talking about the apostles, the biological half-brothers of Jesus, some women are there, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is there. All these, with one accord, are devoting, or were devoting themselves to prayer. So here we have the first act of the first disciples of Jesus, after the ascension and commissioning of, of Jesus. And the first thing that they do is they have a prayer gathering. That's to me, pretty significant, right? That the Christian movement began as a movement of prayer. And it had to, right? Um, Because they've been given this impossible mission. So part of what prayer is, you know, we talk to God, and in talking to God, our hearts and our minds align with his, right? Who he is, our relationship to him, and his mission. So we come to God, talk to God about this mission and his heart aligning with his in a spirit of dependence, recognizing there's no way that we're going to make disciples of all the nations, right? So that, but nevertheless, that was the mission for them. And what's kind of mind-blowing to think about is the same mission that was given to them is now given to us. Right. Um, if you look at the mission statement of, of Enclave, it's built on the mission of Jesus, right? Our mission is to be and make disciples who are growing in union with God and each other. God is our father. We're becoming more and more brothers and sisters with the gospel at the center. We're growing in union with God and each other as we encounter, enjoy, and express Jesus together everywhere God sends us. So we're, we are a sent people. Jesus was sent, so we're a sent uh, a people. 
And so it is fitting, if that's our mission, right, that we too, now on the threshold of 2024, we too would align our hearts and minds with God's heart and mind and his mission with the spirit of dependence, saying, there is no way we are going to accomplish this mission without you doing a work in us and, and through us. So that's, that's what I hope to do this morning. So um, here at the beginning, I want to invite you to get into groups of maybe two to five people, more if that makes more sense in your situation, but let's take a moment now to do that. Get into groups of two to five people that you'll be praying with throughout the whole time here. Don't let Brandon be his own group. Okay. Don't leave him out again. Okay, so as, as you're finding your groups, um, let me tell you a little bit of what we're going to be doing. We're going to be praying through our core values. So they, we have eight core values at Enclave Community Church. And we define those values in this way. So I'm going to read the definition of our core values. <clears throat> our core values are the passionate biblical convictions that shape our lives and ministry as we actively depend on the Spirit of God. So now if you notice... Prayer is not one of our core values. The reason for that is, is all of the core values are to be done or executed prayerfully, right? Independence upon God. These values prioritize all we do and rarely change. And so what I think you're going to find as we move through these core values is they organically grow out of our relationship with Jesus and they organically grow out of the mission statement, and hopefully you'll be making those connections. So how this is gonna work, we have eight prayer leaders, right? And each prayer leader is gonna come up, they're gonna read some scripture, they're gonna introduce the core value, talk about why it's valuable to them, and then they're going to invite the different groups to pray that that core value would become more true of us in 2024, okay? Then you'll hear, you'll have about two, three minutes to pray in your individual groups. Then we'll hear like a musical cue, and that'll let you know that that time for your group prayer is coming to a close. And then the person who introduced the core value will come up again and close out that core value in prayer. And then we'll do that through each of the core values, and we'll sing a song, and then we will be dismissed. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going to invite Lori up to introduce our first core value. Thank you. <laughs> this is from Philippians 1, 20 to 21. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death, for, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. The first core value is joyful union for the glory of God. We believe God, through Jesus Christ and by his Spirit, is redeeming for himself a people who will glorify him 
by enjoying and growing in their union with him and with each other forever. We believe that joyful union with God and each other for the glory of God is central and indispensable aspect of our spiritual growth and ministry. This core value is important to me because we were all created to glorify God. And by faith in Christ, God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. His perfect love is, brings joyful union and God, with God and with one another. Please gather together in your group and pray that this core value would become more true of us this year. Let's pray. And I take these words from the prayers Paul in Ephesus. Lord, I pray that from your glorious unlimited resources, you will empower us with inner strength through your spirit. May we glorify you, enjoying you, and growing in our union with you and each other this year and forever. Amen. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the, living, uh, for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We believe that God tells us the story of our redemption in the Bible. Our desire is that this biblical story would become the lens through which we would see all reality and that the spirit would use it to guide us in every aspect of our lives and ministry. And this core value is important to me for several reasons. Uh, for, for one thing, it gives me absolute truth. It tells me who God is, what this world is, and who I am in Jesus Christ. And in that, it gives me stability in this world that's ever-changing, uh, where we hear a, a zillion different ideas as to what's good and what isn't. And uh, the Bible keeps me centered in that. It gives me peace with Jesus Christ, uh, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through faith in him, uh, which is what it mentioned here with God's redemption of us. Um, and because of that, I feel his peace also. And finally, it gives hope. Uh, not only for what's happening in this world, uh, not that we have a lot to look forward to in terms of, in terms of mankind straightening things out, but uh, God is in control of everything, and we know where everything's headed. We know where our future is, and we thank, we thank him for that. So uh, if we could just take... Uh, Please gather together with your group and pray that this core value would become more true of us this year. Lord, in words that um, you left for us through the Apostle Paul for a prayer, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, 
and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Amen. The next core value is being disciples and making disciples. In Matthew 28, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the ages. Being and making disciples. We greatly desire to participate with God in his story of redemption. For this reason, we want to develop and deploy disciples of Jesus who are equipped to develop and deploy others. Why that's important to me, this core value is, if it wasn't for my brother decided to disciple me when I was 20 years old, I may not have lived a life of knowing Jesus Christ as my personal savior for my entire life, now I'm 73. And then finding a young man in San Clemente when I was 20 that was our pastor and was then my pastor for 35 years. And now finding Andrew, who is really, I see, discipling me and continues to disciple me. And on the other hand, to be a disciple -er, um, I continue to do Christian counseling. And my discovery is, uh, I'm meeting with a young man right now, that Christian counseling is simply Christian discipleship in action. Uh, counseling uh, without Christ seems to fall short. Counseling with Christ is discipling people. So it's an important to me. So please gather together with your group and pray that this core value would become more true to us this year. So being a disciple and it takes on different forms I've learned. And this last week I was playing golf with Carlton. And I'm looking right at you and when I look out here at Carlton because he's a sa very safe person to me. And I didn't know Carlton at all, but uh, some couple years ago he said, let's play golf. And I really didn't want to play golf, but, but I, <laughs> we did. And I discovered a new friend. And now Carlton's been a friend for several years now. But why I bring that up is that you disciple me on the golf course. And so discipleship t takes different forms. It's, it's Andrew on Sunday, but it's also Carlton on a golf course just walking and talking and watching his behavior and what he says is growing me. So I thank you for that. Father, we just thank you that um, we have a church that sends out people all over the world. And I get to know a lot of them personally. And it is an amazing miracle that happens in this small body of believers, the changes all over the world that are happening. And even though I'm not all over the world, I'm here in Turlock, and I'm being discipled by Andrew and the men of this church and women. So thank you so much for a place like this. I pray this year you'll help us all to really become humble to find somebody to disciple us, and also that we'd have the boldness to, to find somebody to disciple. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read Ephesians 4, 15 to 16, um, covering authentic gospel-centered community. 
Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is part with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Authentic gospel-centered community. We believe disciples of Jesus are meant to share life and grow together in community with the gospel of Jesus at the center. The gospel frees us to be truthful and transparent with our sin and failures. The gospel also frees us to receive one another in love, to love one another tangibly, and to lovingly correct one another when necessary. Part of our ministry efforts at Enclave will focus on the the facilitation of these types of relationships. And this core value is important to me because um, my family unit has um, become very small. Um, it's a lot of dynamics and things have changed over the years, and um, I had a larger family, and then it became very small. And I remember meeting with Andrew and praying, and it was my prayer that I would have a spiritual family, that I would see that here at Enclave, and the things and ways that I've seen us all grow together and love each other and listen to all the things and share with each other, the good things, the ugly things. You didn't have to hide anything. You could be honest and transparent and you were still loved. And I thank you guys for that. And it wasn't, you know, just an overnight thing. It was, it, it was a lot of like little pieces here and there, just um, praying with somebody for a few minutes over something that I never thought I would be talking to anybody about. And then all of a sudden, we were bonded and closer over a prayer that, you know, just a couple minute prayer. So um, thank you all for that. Um, if you'd please gather together with your group and pray that this core value would become more true of us this year. I just thank you for sending so many that truly desire you and that want to be your body. I just thank you that... Um, our prayers over the years, um, that you grow enclave to be Jesus-centered and, and to love you, that that's happening and it's, it's visible and you can feel it when we pray. You, it's just so, so different. You, we know that you're here. We know that you're a part of our body and we just thank you for that. I just pray that you will continue to fill us with your spirit and bring more, Lord, there's still more seats. There's still more room. Not just here to Enclave, Lord, but fill our churches. I just thank you for blessing us. Thank you for our family here and how much each person means. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. This core value is worshipful living. I'm going to read Hebrews 13, verse 15. Through him, that is Jesus, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. The core value, as stated, is 
We believe that all life can be lived as an act of worship to God. We want to love, worship, and reflect God in the world with our whole being, including our mind, emotions, will, senses, productivity, and creativity. For this reason, we also desire to encounter and worship God with our whole being when we gather together and to think of creative ways to make that possible. Was I living worshipfully when I dumped my wife's coffee into the defroster vent on our car this morning? No. (laughs) Or when I dumped my coffee onto this printed sheet of paper? No. But despite the conspiracy to have people reading things up here that they're not very good at sometimes, um, I do have to say that in seriousness, worshipful living is important because it's important to me because um, it's kind of like we go to church once a week and that's a very deliberate and sort of outspoken form of worship through music and through hearing the sermon and studying the word of God. But most of our lives consists of just kind of basic day-to-day tasks, whether it's our job or taking care of children or um, getting groceries, um, waiting at the DMV, all these things that don't, don't always present themselves as real obvious opportunities to worship, they really are obvious opportunities to worship. And I pray this for myself, uh, not enough, but now I feel like I need to more. And I will pray it for our congregation that um, we would see how clearly we can um, worship God through everyday living. I hope that all made sense. Um, Please gather uh, with your group and pray that this core value would become more true of us this year. In about three minutes, we'll pray. Lord, I pray that you would expose to us all of the opportunities, or as many as we can take, um, day to day, starting with this with this day and this week, it seems appropriate that we're starting a new year as well. Lord, I ask that you would just make it clear um, all of the areas of our lives that um, we can worship you uh, more than we do, better than we have. Uh, I pray that you would give us joy in those opportunities, Lord, that we would be um, willing to share you with others as we live worshipfully. I thank you that you give us the power to do that. I thank you that um, you give us opportunities within our own church, our own families to do that. And I pray now that uh, we would feel it upon our hearts um, that, that you have a purpose for us here on earth and it is to glorify you and it is to share you with others and to love others. So I pray that that would be more true of all of us this year, this coming year. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and we pray these things in his name. Amen. My core value is missional living, and the Bible verse is John 17, verse 18. Speaking of his followers, Jesus prayed to God, as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. The core value that 
we have here, Missional Living, reads, We believe the church is not a place where we go, but rather it is who we are. Our heart's desire is to be tangible expressions of Jesus, corporately and individually, in our homes, our places of work, communities, and overseas. God is sending us into the world so that everyone will encounter Jesus in, in and through us. This core value is important to me, um, mainly because of Enclave itself. And um, we have so many amazing um, examples of of members living missionally. We have more than five or six families that have gone overseas and gone to countries far, far away and have lived their lives and um, shared the gospel with others. And they have come back and, and shared their experiences with us, which is just amazing. But we also um, live missionally here at Enclave with our grocery assistance program. We have um, we have people who now coming from all over the world here to our doorstep, and we're able to serve them and just share the love of Jesus, even with a bag of groceries. Um, and. For some reason, when um, I was given this core value of missional thinking, missional um, living, and I, you know, thought about that. I thought about all the families we have all over, and I thought about Gap. But then I thought about, um, I thought about Melissa, who, when she can come here, she's very disabled, and when she can come here, she comes, but. Due to her disability, she's mainly in her home. But she lives missionally there in her home, even with her disability. People that come to her home to serve her, um, the driver that you know takes her to doctor's appointments, the health care workers that come to her home and take care of her, she's always sharing the gospel with them. So she's living missionally in her home, even though she rarely leaves that door. And um, I just feel that it's so inspirational to me uh, to realize, you know, we can live missionally where we're at in our own space. And um, anyhow, you can pray about that. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that we're always cognizant of wherever we are is our mission field. Um, just like um, just like Elin said, if we're at the DMV, if we're at the grocery store, not only are we worshiping you, Lord, but realize that that this is our mission field. We don't know the person next to us how they're hurting or or how they may need you, and. Um, by going out into the world and sharing you, sharing your word, sharing your purpose with others, that's how the gospel is spread, by freely, openly sharing it with others 
wherever we are. I pray that if any of us is, is able and has the, the desire to go far away and share the gospel, I pray that that is made possible, Lord, th through your word, through prayer. And, um, but I also pray that we're able to just live our missional life right here where we are when we can and look to you and look to your word and just be there for each other, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the next core value is compassion. The first scripture is Matthew 9, 36. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then we have Galatians 6, verse 9 through 10. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those of the household of faith. So this core value, um, compassion. We believe, uh, we believe part of being tangible expressions of Jesus includes compassion for all people. We believe that every person is made in the image of God and therefore infinitely valuable. For this reason, we want to extend arms of acceptance and compassion to others regardless of where they are in their journey. Uh, this core value is important to me because... Um, it's not something I experienced often as a child. I had a difficult and painful childhood and dealt with this pain alone. Uh, this is contrasted to now as I walk through hardships, I'm treated with compassion and genuine care from all people, from people all around me. I feel God redeeming my past by showing me his compassion through many of you, my church family here at Enclave. This, so this is my encouragement to continue to show compassion to others because you never know what hidden wounds you may be helping heal. So let's um, gather with your groups and pray that this would be more true of us this year. Dear God, we just pray that this uh, core value would be more true of us this year, that you would just stir in our hearts more compassion for one another, that you would give us the eyes to see them in your image, Lord, that they are infinitely valuable, uh, that we would reflect more on, on where we've come from and what we've been saved on, saved from, so that we can just have that compassionate heart to others despite where they're at in their journey, Lord. Um, that we would show compassion in a way that is unlike what the world sees and that it would just um, cause them to, to search for what the difference is and that ultimately they would see you through us, Lord. Um, we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. This is our last core value, so I have no time restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> core value is uh, multiplication. And I'm going to read from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. 
We believe Christianity has always expanded through the multiplication of church assemblies, and we are committed to the international development, intentional development and international, of new leaders who will launch new fellowships. And this core value is important to me because um, it's, I've experienced it. It's happened to me at Enclave. Enclave has um, taken me and my wife in and, and developed us. And because of Enclave, the gathering, the people, the leadership, I'm a better leader, a better husband, better friend, a better Christian. And it's important to me that I uh, also do the same thing, be intentional about developing leaders and disciples. And it's important to me that we do the same thing, that we as a church continue to develop leaders and disciples. So let's spend some time to pray through this right now. God, I thank you that you have given us a community that um, has such a strong foundation to multiply. And I pray that this year, as we uh, think through core values, as we sit here on Sundays and hear messages, as we gather in small groups, that we get better at multiplying, at developing new people, new leaders, better Christians for your glory. And I pray that you would uh, give us a supernatural power to do this work in our world, in our community, in our in our neighborhoods even. And I pray that you do this swiftly. Amen. Father, we thank you that you have brought us together, but together in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your manifold wisdom. We thank you for your unimaginable kindness that you have shown to us in so many ways and that you continue to show us. And I pray that you would show it through us this year in a way that draws others, despite wherever they might be intellectually or emotionally or socially, that they might be drawn to Jesus Christ as he is revealed in us this year. Lord, glorify yourself. Let us see your glory more and more day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may you go through this new year conscious of the relationship that you have with God the Father through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. In their name, amen.